And good afternoon and welcome to the Women's Show. I'm Deb Anderson here with you until 2 o'clock with the best and music performed by women. And um, I love that song. I had I had in this set of music from Leslie Mendelssohn with the hardest part. Uh, and it's a great line with the hardest part is letting go. I started off some Leslie Mendelssohn with uh, Would You Give Up Your Gun? Wow, another powerful, understated song about uh, weapons here in the United States. And that is from her uh, most recent album called If You Could, If You Can't Say Anything Nice, and you know the rest of that. Uh, and after that, well, Leslie likes to do covers, and she does this great cover of a Roy Orbison song, Blue Bayou, with Bob Weir doing uh, vocals with her. Uh, and that is from Love and Murder, and that's from 2017. And then we ended, of course, with Become My New Favorite Song, Hardest Part, from If You Can't Say Anything Nice. And if uh, if I'm lucky and things are going well and and she's being nice, uh, Leslie Mendelson is on the line with me. Are you here, Leslie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> being nice, I like that. <laughs> well. How are you? Uh, pretty good. I um. Now, my first question is, uh, are you in New York City by chance? Yes, I'm in Brooklyn. You're in Brooklyn. Um, In my living room. uh, You're not underwater? You're okay? We're fine. (laughs) You're fine? (laughs) I mean, my area is. We're fine. I mean, I'm 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 right by Prospect Park, and some of the, some of it was, I mean, there there was a lot of flooding. I I was um, lucky. Mm. And it seems like today is, Stunningly beautiful, though. So the sun has come out. We haven't seen sun in a week, so everybody seems to be in a better mood today. Well, I'm sure they are, unless their basement's flooded or something like that. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, indeed. Well, I I remember hearing about when the tropical storm came through a few years ago. uh, Lori Anderson lost all her belongings uh, because she lives in the city. Um, It was all floating. I mean, she did a whole album uh, with the Kronos Quartet about that happening to her life after losing her husband Lou Reed and her lovely dog that she did a film about but anyways Leslie Mendelson I'm so happy to talk to you I've, I've been just listening to your music and uh, watching podcasts that you've done and um, getting prepared for you coming to Lincoln here October 14th at the uh, 7th Street Law for LAFTA so that's pretty exciting how, how did that ever come about? I, I don't know. I think it's like I, I play. They just book me and I show up. <laughs> but um, I was happy to um, see that those these dates in my in my calendar. I was just like, I've never, I've never been to that part. I, you know, I've been to a lot of states, but that area, you know, I haven't really been to. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, well, I was wondering if you'd been here before, but apparently not. Sometimes no. I talk to somebody, and, oh, I lived here in, like, 1975 to 1985. I was like, oh, really? So, no, but, I had to look at the map. Look at the map. <laughs> That's what I did when <laughs> I moved now. here. Where am I? <laughs> yeah, well, you're in the middle of the country yeah. when you're in Lincoln, Nebraska, yeah. for sure, and it That's should be a really nice a nice time of the year for you to be here. So that's so kind of get acquainted with what you've been up to and you've been up to quite a bit your most recent album when i played a couple of songs from it is if you can't say anything nice um mm-hmm. and i know there's a whole story behind that um why why did you name it that is it something your mother told you time and time again or? well it is the old saying right but i always say you can say anything to me because i'm an equal opportunity offender <laughs> 
Okay. But the reality is that kind of came about. It's funny because this record came out right at the beginning of the pandemic. It didn't really, it mm-hmm. wasn't a pandemic record or anything. But I think, you know, during those last, you know, when I was writing the record with Steve McEwen and, you know, it, things were just very heated politically. And no matter what you said, you know, people are getting canceled. And it's just like, you just, and, and also I'm just of the belief of like, I'm a very sarcastic person. I mm-hmm. like a joke. Mm-hmm. can't help myself. I say a lot of inappropriate things, but they're all done with just like a wink, you know, but I feel uh-huh. like it's really hard to say anything these days without getting in trouble. So, or you could say whatever you want, but just be ready to face the consequences. And, and that was kind of the, uh, my wink. Uh, well, yeah. And you did, you did uh, put this out right in the beginning of the pandemic, April of 2020. Mm-hmm. And yeah, planned that real well. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you could have waited, but but you didn't want to wait. Yeah, and why did no. you not wait like a whole lot of other people did? Because it just, it, it was just ready to come out and we put it out there and I figured, okay, so I can't tour, but um, people are going to be able to hear the music. And I was able to do a lot of live streams and Zooms. And I mean, thinking back now, I mean, it, it, that. It was very cool in the beginning, I, I have to say. I think when we had lost touch for about a month and we were feeling isolated, I was really, I was, it was a very emotional thing to get online and see people tuning mm. in. And so I felt like that was important and it served a purpose at that time. So I wouldn't have done it any differently. And a lot of the songs, strangely enough, we're hitting on topics, you know, of depression and isolation and loneliness, just things that, like, I was singing about at that time felt appropriate for mm. the moment. So I think it was, I, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't have changed it. I, I'm glad I put it out when I did. Well, I, I think it, it's very appropriate. And you, you mentioned isolation and um, this whole making of the album, and I, I think it only took about two weeks from my understanding with uh, Lorenzo Wolf's studio. Um, you took your cue from a classic John Lennon album uh, with the Plastic Ono Band, and of course he does the song Isolation. And when I hear Medication, which is from your album, I think, oh my gosh, I mean, she's yeah. she's ready to do a primal <laughs> scream after this song. I mean, it's so, you, you're just digging out from your innards and you put it out there in the world, just like, it's so naked, so much like John yeah. Lennon did with, with the Plastic Ono Band. Yeah, oh, you did your research. Um, It's very true. That album was a very uh, important template for us when making the record. And, you know, we started writing and, and, um, you know, songs like... um, I need something to care about. Right. It's very much in that ilk as well, you know, just that that feeling. And we did it, we actually did... Uh, you know, of course, as a subject matter, I still feel like it's timely what he was singing about. It could relate a, a lot. But even the instrumentation, just using mm. guitar, keys, drums, bass, we kept it really simple. And that's the beauty of that that album because it's it's so stark. It's just, it's naked. He's very vulnerable in it. And I think that's why I love it so much. And I was, I was going for that because these, the subject matter, it, it feels like it lends itself to that. It does because you you uh, you also I mean you play piano on it and you're very proficient mm-hmm. on piano. Is, would you feel like piano is sort of your main instrument and guitar sort of takes second place for you? 
It should, but honestly, I've been playing a lot more guitar lately. I don't know what it is. I just enjoy it. And so I feel like I'm getting better on guitar just because mm. I, I play it a lot, especially when I'm traveling. And if I'm going to play a venue that might not have a piano and they have a keyboard, I'm like, play a keyboard and so I'll just play a guitar <laughs> but, um, I mean I will play a keyboard every now and then but um, mm. you know I just I just like it and I like the acoustic nature of mm -hmm. it I like standing I like being connected and looking at the audience like that where sometimes when you have a piano which I'll play a piano believe me I will but um, mm -hmm. you know like I have to it's just I feel so much closer to the audience when I play a guitar for some reason so in your Lincoln, uh, are you going to be mostly playing guitar? Are you, you going to bring your piano with you, your little Whirlitzer? Definitely not bringing my keyboard on that plane. But um, we'll see what they have for me. Um, I'll, you know, if they, oh. if they have something for me to play, I will. And if not, then you get a lot of guitar. But I've been enjoying it, and I play harmonica too. Oh, you know, and I noticed that, that uh, Dylan-esque kind of uh, uh, sound that you have, I think, in the hardest part. We do a little mm -hmm. bit of the harp playing, um, and that song and, and is God, incredible. God. Where did that song come? Uh, where did, where did these songs come from? Did you write them uh, a few years before you actually recorded this album? Well, the hardest part came yes a few years back. I think that was written in two thousand sixteen or seventeen. I, I've been playing that one for a little while. But mm. I, I think it must have come after I did Love and Murder because it would have gone on that album. But it, So I think it came after that. Uh, yeah, I wrote that one with Steve. I remember like coming up with the title. I was just singing around with something. And and I um, and then we just kind of wrote the lyrics around it. And, um, and the, we just, you know, kind of jamming out on some different feelings. And that one just kind of came about just very naturally. <laughs> Well, and that's a great way to do it. And your writing partner is Steve McEwen. Partner, yes. <laughs> well, what kind of partner he is? He is he is uh, pretty important in, in the sound that you have in the music and your and your songwriting. And you've been yeah. working with him since uh, your Grammy nominated uh, album back uh, in what two thousand and two thousand nine two thousand and nine years to go by. Uh, um, and, it uh, it's uh, feathers, uh, swan feathers is what it is. Swan feathers, yeah. Swan feathers, and was that pretty much your debut album? And then you got a Grammy nomination yeah. for it. Yes, yes. I, I made a record before that. That was um, an independent record. It's just a little record I did, but it's, I'm sure you could find it somewhere out there. But um, <laughs> that was the first record I did where I was signed. And I was working with Joel Dorn, and. Um, he, you know, he, he passed away shortly before mm. the record came out. And uh, Steve and I started writing back then. And, you know, I, it was, it's really fortunate to have a writing partner that is, this is what he does. Like, I'm an artist that writes songs, but he's like a songwriter. Mm. It's his craft. It's his, it's his livelihood. And, you know, he'll go down to Nashville or, or he'll go to London or, you know, LA. He'll go and write and he's had had a lot of hits so it's it's mm. been it's great to have just <laughs> just to be able to write with him and bounce ideas off of him he's, he's brilliant uh yeah he is definitely brilliant are you bringing him with you by the way <laughs> when you come to lincoln or probably are you I, just on your no, own no not this time i'm on my own <laughs> well, i have my one woman act down though so oh i'm sure you time. do i just, just like to um 
you know, chit chat, talk some, you know. Oh yeah. And uh, and just yeah, and play some tunes. It's uh, it'll be fun. Well, you have a great repertoire. You got lots, of, lots of uh, music. I know to play. Um, you know, you've been uh, kind of compared to a lot of the '70s women songwriters. You know, Carol King, Joni Mitchell, um, uh, Laura Nero. I thought of Laura Nero right away because she was such an incredible wow. songwriter, and she was so intense, in which you are and yourself very intense. Um, so you actually put out a. EP in 2021 in the meantime and you did uh, well maybe you put out a single you covered uh, People's Parties from Joni Mitchell I did oh I love her I mean uh, all those women they're just you know um, and Judy Sill and, oh and Judy just, Sill you know, yeah yeah I've got to give her props um, I just you know jo- Joni is just uh, I, ha- I was invited to sing at the City Winery in New York they were putting on a concert of Joni Mitchell songs, and I picked a couple from, well, one, yeah, a couple from um, uh, Court and Spark, mm-hmm. and one for the for the Roses. Uh, oh, yeah. And I realized that uh, you turn me on on the radio, and people's parties have the same tuning. So when I was learning the song, because I was thinking, I'm like, should I play the piano? I'm like, no, nah, let me learn the tuning. And so I did some research and found out her tuning and her chords. And it's interesting because it sounds more complex than it is because it's such it's so rich mm-hmm. the chords. But mm. you know, she's she has such a knack for tuning that when um, she would play, you know, the fingerings weren't that difficult. It's because everything's kind of laid out in this beautiful chord. That uh-huh. you tune up to, so I, I really enjoy learning her songs. It's just such a different way and of playing and thinking about song structure. So, yeah, I loved. I was able to. I like that. I was able to do a little recording of it. Yeah. Well, um, hopefully, if maybe somebody requests uh, you do uh, one of Joni's songs, that would really be great. By the way, I'm talking Leslie Mendelson. Going to be here in Lincoln October 14th at 7-3 Loft. Uh, it's a laughter production here in Lincoln, Nebraska. And L- Leslie, um, you know, you have done some cover songs. Obviously, you like to do cover songs. You don't mind doing them. No, I just like singing a good song. Well, there's some good songs and I actually... <laughs> I, there are some pretty good songs out there. Uh, and I kind of... I was reading some stuff about you last night and listening to things, and I initially was going to do something else from Love and Murder, which was your album from 2017, uh, the one about the the carnival, which I really oh. liked a lot. The carnival song was great, yeah. but then but then I was reading about your connection with Bob Weir, and you're really enjoying to do a good cover song, and that you did Blue Bio, the, the great Roy Orbison song uh, with him. So I had to play that, and that just kind of what decided me to do that so how how in the world did you get caught up or involved with the the grateful dead world <laughs> well um starting so i was a deadhead i grew up on long island i mm. feel like it, it well i mean by the time i became a fan jerry's already passed away so i never got to see the grateful dead but there was a bunch of bands that played, you know, the Grateful Dead cover bands. And some of them were really good. So I feel mm-hmm. like going to see them and being able to, like, learn harmonies and sing with some friends, like, 
I feel like I got inside the music that way, you mm. know, and on any given night, they were killing it. It was like, really? Wow. The, the songs were, you know, those songs were kind of written in a way where I feel like if you if you catch a vibe, like, they're, I'm going to sound so corny right now, but they can <laughs> transcend, you know, uh-huh. like, and, and people probably roll their eyes, but, you know, those who know, you get it, like, and, right. and uh, some given night doesn't really work, you know, it's like, this is rambling nonsense, but any, you know, like, some of those songs really are, and they're, they're some of those are just great songs, but anyway, cut to, like, 10 years later, I was in London, and I was um, living there, I was working with uh, the Who's management, and um, we had done some stuff together. And in the audience that night was Justin Kreutzman, was Bill Kreutzman's son. And he was doing a documentary on Pete Townsend. So he happened to be in town. And I guess my manager told him about me. And he looked me up and saw that I was doing this cover of Friend of the Devil. Mm. And and so he yells it out. And I'm like, wait a second. Friend of the Devil in England? Like, nobody listens to the girls in England. And so afterwards, we... We were chatting. He's like, yeah, was me. I'm like, oh, this is very nice to meet you. And he's like, you should come do a We're Here. Bob mm. Weir would love you. And I'm like, oh, okay. And and he said, uh, you know, um, not now. I'm on the radio. Hold on. Thank you. I'm on, I can't talk now. Thank you. Bye. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. People. I think they were trying to, I think they were holding Bibles. Wow. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, um, All right. getting back to it, um, where, where was I? Oh, yeah. So, uh, Bob Weir, uh, back <laughs> like 10 years ago, was doing a webcast called uh, We Are Here, and he would have singer-songwriters come and and do uh, uh, just, you know, our songs, cover songs, Grateful Dead songs, and in between the sets, he uh, would do like a David Letterman interview. Huh. And it was cool. you can check them out. They're called We're Here. They're on YouTube. They're they're pretty fun. Uh-huh. And that day, I had you know met Steve Kimock and Dave Schools from Widespread Panic, and we just had you know I just met some lifelong friends now, and uh, so that's what happened there. And then during uh-huh. that time, I was starting you know a couple of years later actually, I started making my solo record, and. Um, he wound up saying, I was doing it one, I was singing it one day, and he was just like, oh, I really love that song. It's one of my favorites. And we wound up recording it in his studio, and mm. it made my album. Yeah, and it's super great, and I just love your interpretation of it. Uh, of course, a lot of people, including Linda Ronson, have done that song. Uh, speaking yes. of working with really interesting and uh, people who have got a long history behind them, you uh, have collaborated with the Jackson Brown on a song that was in a film about the AIDS epidemic in 1980s. That's right. And, uh, yeah, uh, so that was, uh, it's called 5B, mm-hmm. the movie, and it, and it takes place in the first, uh, the, the documentary is about the hospital, San Francisco General, and 5B was the ward that was dedicated to AIDS patients. Hmm. And uh, it's a really beautiful story about the nurses and the doctors who, at the time, it was they took off their hazmat suits and gave these patients love when nobody hmm. else would. And wow. it was very taboo, and people were like, ooh, you know? Uh-huh. And um, they were brave, and it's a beautiful story about the patients and the, and the nurses, and um, uh-huh. totally worth a watch. It's called 5B. You can get it online. But yeah, I was actually um, doing a house party in Brooklyn, and a director came up to me 
Paul Haggis came up to me uh, at the end. And was like, I really love your style, and I'm looking for some original music for this documentary, and maybe you'd be interested in collaborating with Jackson Brown, too. And I'm like, uh, what? Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I got time, right? <laughs> A little bit of time on my hang around so, here. <laughs> Steve and I sketched out this song, and we said, this is Jackson. Jackson was really busy at the time, so he was, I think he was given call to all, like, ah, I'm too busy, I can't do this, you know, right now. And then he heard our song, he's like, oh, I can add to this. Hmm. And he did. And he just, I mean, it was already, it was good, but he made it so beautiful and um, we wound up finishing it in New York and recorded it in LA in the studio in Santa Monica and then it made it over the end credits in the movie mm. and then last year he decided he wanted to put it on his own rap record so Downhill oh, wow. from Everywhere which is Jackson's latest it's on there oh my gosh I, that I didn't know so that's pretty darn yeah. exciting and, and he invited s- me to do uh, Austin City Limits with him too so it was really nice I got oh, to wow. tour with him and sing it with the band it was great Oh, that's great. Didn't you do a little bit of touring with Jackson, too? Yeah, I opened for him, and and then and then I would sing a few songs, including that one in his set with him. Don't, do, you, do you feel sort of a, a kinship with him because of his uh, incredible songwriting skills and the fact that he's a very acoustic in a lot of things that he does, and, uh, and he really plays music from his heart and soul? Do you feel like a real bond with, with working with somebody like that? No, more like a fan. Like, it's still really hard to think that, like, he's my friend. Mm. Uh, I just have so much reverence for him. I mean, he's one of those artists that I was learning their, his songs when I was a kid, you know? I mean, that was right. singing these days when I was probably the age he wrote it, like 16, <laughs> 17 years old. And, um, I've yeah, like, he, I just always, always loved him. And so getting to work with him is great. And, and you know... He's funny and irreverent, so I appreciate mm-hmm. his sense of humor and, and, and also his dedication and seriousness. So, um, yeah, I could I could talk to him about music for as long as he... Uh, <laughs> I always love talking to him yeah, well, and learning from him. He he actually, on the bus, it was like, uh, I, we were when we were touring, there were, um, half the bus was split, and I was with the backup singers, and, uh, and uh, yeah, she, and one night... I was. I wanted to. I was learning one of his songs, and I was doing it all then. I was like, "Give me that!" And he showed me how to do it, and it was just great. You know, I'm like, here. I'm just like, I have to like, and I try to like photograph those memories in my mind. I'm like, this is a moment. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you know, I'm learning a song. I want to learn from the man who wrote it. From the man who wrote it. Oh my god! Who also amazing. hung out with Carol King and and. Uh, all kinds of great and Joni Mitchell, all those people back in the heyday of uh, of that California the era of folk music. That era is just the golden era of it, isn't it? Yes, indeed. And speaking of golden eras, uh, another. I mean, okay. First of all, I'm talking to Leslie Mendelson. She's going to be. Uh, you're going to be at uh, the Seventh Street Lofts October 14th, and that's coming up here pretty soon. Uh, speaking of people who are amazing, have trailblazed, and probably the top rock band in the world, is that you've opened for The Who and Roger Daltrey. <laughs> I mean, come on now, Leslie. <laughs> how do you how do you manage all this stuff? How does this happen? <laughs> from a girl from Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's good. It's good. I mean, the, you know, when I was working with their management, um, 
I wasn't working with The Who at that point, but a few years later, when I came back to the States, Roger was looking for some opening acts, and I was, uh, you know, asked to if I wanted to open for him. So I said, of course, and, <laughs> and they're great, yeah. because his, his band is, he does a lot of uh, solo stuff, and, you know, stuff in solo albums, as well as, you know, the big Who hits. And, and he does theaters, which is really lovely for me to be able to play a theater, especially for mm. like a duo or something. And, um, and then a few years after that, I think 2019, uh, I got a call from Robert Rosenberg, their manager, and he was just like, do you want to open for The Who at Madison Square Garden? <laughs> and I was like, why? <laughs> I, I didn't even say thank you or what, or I didn't say why. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Why? And he's just like, what do you mean, why? He's just like, he's like, you know, the crew, because I got along really well with Roger's crew. It's the same crew as the whole. Uh -huh. And they were just like, we just want something, because they were doing their big, uh, uh, the orchestra, you know, so they had like 50 pieces up on the stage. Like, we don't want a band. We just want something really acoustic and simple. And mm -hmm. we're in New York, and we think you'd be perfect for it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then it went well, and I did the second one. And uh, I think it was, was it 2019. Yeah, I did uh, May and then September. And so we did the garden twice. And then um, uh, last year they had me um, open up three shows in Florida as well. Oh, and really? Are, it's, it's insane because it's like me doing my acoustic duo in, in, a, in an arena mm. is pretty bonkers, you know? Right. But last summer, I had Roger invited me out again for his solo tour. And we did theaters in around the UK and I have to say I mean you know those opera houses and, and wow, all the you know nice. we played the Palladium and London oh my gosh like those are just it's just like butter like those kind oh of my venues gosh. it's like those those are the goals <laughs> and dreams for me you know oh yeah I mean don't get me wrong I love an arena and I'm not like but they're so <laughs> terrifying <laughs> Well, it's just terrifying, but they're exciting too. It's pretty amazing. Oh yeah. my gosh! Well, you've played everywhere, and you'll be playing in Lincoln at the Seventh Street Loft, which is actually a loft on Seventh Street here in Lincoln, Nebraska. So that'll be not quite like the Palladium, but it'll you know it'll be nice and it'll be it'll very do. acoustic. <laughs> And you'll like it, hopefully, and everybody will enjoy oh, it. And I'm telling you, this woman who's toured and done as much as you have, and you're really not that old, and you've just really, I don't know what more you can do, but actually, I'm going to ask, are you working on a new album? I am. Oh. I do have. Well, okay. <laughs> um, we just finished it. We actually just finished it. Oh, and, really? Um, we've mixed it, and uh, it's probably, it's going to come out next year. It's not going to come out for a minute, but um, I will be playing some new songs off of it. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, is it sort of in the vein of this last one, uh, if you can't say anything nice, or is it a totally a different direction? Or can you not say? Or is it just oh, all top say. secret? I can talk about it. Okay. No. <laughs> Who am I? Who am I? <laughs> um, you know, like, it's, it's uh, I think, it's not as, I feel like that record's a little heavy, you know, um, mm. for, I think that the subject matter is a bit, Serious. This one feels a little lighter oh, okay. and a little bit more celebrating joy in life, a little bit more than um, contemplating it. And and uh, we did it with Peter Asher. He produced oh, it. Really? Peter Asher? Yeah. Oh, my Peter gosh. Peter Asher. Oh. And we did it in Jackson's studio in, oh, really? in Monica. And, and he got the cats 
I mean, Jim Keltner is on it, Lottie Vachtel, Lee oh, Clark. no. I mean, it's, it's really, it's oh. going to be fun. It's a, I'm really excited about oh, it. Oh, my gosh. Can you tell me the name of it? How are you um, not come up with the name of it yet? I'm, not, I'm still working on that. I'm, I'm pretty sure I got it, but we'll just... You yeah, better wait on that one. <laughs> just in case. Well, yeah, uh, hopefully you'll send it our way at KZUM because we would love to oh, play absolutely. it. We've, I've become a major big fan of yours. I must say, all it does is start listening to your music. It's like, oh, my gosh, this is what they're all talking about. Everybody is raving about you and, and how you dig deep in your soul and you do this incredible music and write these oh, incredible wow. songs. And Well, I get it. I totally get it now. I just had to you know, you. do it. Well, I didn't. I wasn't not familiar with what you were doing until I really kind of dug deep into what was going on with you. A um, couple things before we kind of wind it down, and I know you've got a busy life. Apparently, people are barging in trying to get your attention. So um, where can you be found on social media, Leslie Mendelson? Easy. That's it. That's it? Um, that's it. This, me, yeah, my name, L-E-S-L-I-E-M-E-N-D-E-L-S-O-N, phonetic. Okay. And I'm on Facebook. I'm on all the things. Uh, yes, if you're not following me, follow me immediately. <laughs> well, <laughs> I've already, and, um, <laughs> I already have, and I've tried to friend you, but I've, I've got 5,000 friends. I don't know about you. You probably do, too. But, um, oh, on Facebook, yeah. Yeah, um, that Facebook. Yeah, I, that, old, that old Facebook. Oh, yeah, so <laughs> that's that's all. Uh, I'm easy to find and, um, and usually always listing and playing you know showing telling people where i'm playing and because you're touring a lot i mean i saw your touring list i mean you're you're everywhere you're east coast west coast midwest and then you're going to europe i mean you're busy until next year sometime as far as i can tell yeah yeah i just um i just you know it's funny because i was talking to somebody last night we did the soho sessions in new york which is the same people put on love rocks which is a really great um, big concert they do uh, once a year for God's Love We Deliver, uh -huh. and, um, where they 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 um, it's a it's a foundation where they give food to home uh, people who need food. You know they'll deliver food to people. Mm. Anyway, they always have like big names like James Taylor, John Mayer, oh. and you know. They, and but last night they do this quarterly thing, and then I was invited to sit in, and uh, Yola Yola showed up, and Susan Podesta, really? and Emily King, and Lucas oh Nelson. It was gosh. really fun, and I got to sing a song last night. And uh, I was talking to somebody about touring, and she came with me one the one day. She was, she's a good friend of mine. She was just like, I don't know how you do it. She's like, I couldn't last the day. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm just, people are just built for it. I'm like built for yeah. touring. I was just like born to do it. And I love it. And yeah, some days it's a slog, but it's always worth it. Oh, absolutely, and I'm so glad you are going all the way to the Midwest where you have to look up Nebraska. I did the same when I moved here. It's like, where is this? What's going on here? And are there buffalo in the middle of the city? I don't understand what's going on in Lincoln, Nebraska. I mean, I'm from Wisconsin. Not that that's like a metropolitan area, but Nebraska seemed pretty remote. But, all right. Well, I've been to everywhere but Nebraska because I've been to Colorado and Wyoming and South Dakota. So, you know, I'm... I'm like, you know, it'll be good. I'll, I'll well, it. we are looking forward to it. All right, one more thing. Uh, well, I'm going to, well, I, I usually ask when I you know, go end an interview what you want me to play. And I usually pick something out and say, well, is this okay? And if it's okay, then we'll play it and you can talk about it or you pick something else. I picked 
all come together to end the Aww. interview. What do you think about that? And if you got any couple that's, of words to say about it. That's great that you picked that because that's usually what I pick to end my set. Well, that would make some sense. It's so, such a great song. <laughs> and yeah, it's one of those, like, you know, songs about just exactly what it is. Exactly it's, what it is. And it's kind give, of got to... Give him some love, getting some love, and, just, you know, we can... With a little bit of understanding, we might be able to get ourselves in a better place. Well, absolutely, and it kind of that sly and the family stone kind of 70s yes. groove funk thing going on with this song from my uh, my guest today on Sweethearts and Badasses of Americana and Beyond, and um, you're a sweetheart of a badass if I've ever talked to one, <laughs> I must say, Leslie Mendelssohn. You are too. <laughs> it's been a joy. You're you. You're going to be at the, uh, as I mentioned a couple times before, at the 7th Street Loft here October 14th. Lincoln, Nebraska, in performance, you and your guitar and whatever else they got laying around there in the studio. Um, so, Leslie, thank you so much for spending some time today um, with me, and I'm going to go out with this pretty joyous song of yours from the album that you put out in 2020. If you ha- haven't got anything good to say, then don't say anything at all, or pretty much. You can't say anything nice. That's, that's it. That's, that's it. <laughs> That's a that's the title thing. You got so. it. You got it. All right. Well, once again, it's been a joy. I hopefully get to catch you when you're in town. And uh, oh, and the other thing I want to mention: if you happen to have a chance, come by the studio at KZUM. Look it up on Let's your thing and come on down and, and pay a I'll visit. Play we would. Or two. That would be so great. Whatever. Are you going to be in town uh, the following mon- or Sunday morning? Let me look. Um, it's a Saturday night concert. Are you going to be in Lincoln um, Sunday? Or are you off? somewhere else. You're probably off somewhere um, else. I'm off to Heston, Kansas. Oh, you're off to Kansas. Well, yeah. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see if it works out. The show's on 12 to 2, but, you know, you could maybe pop in some other show or just give me a call and we'll line you up over here if you got some extra it. time. If you can make yeah, it. Yeah, if you can make it work, I will. That that sounds like a plan, and maybe you'll come back again sometime. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. Indeed. Well, here we go with uh, the great thing all come together. Thanks again, Leslie Mendelson. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Take care. Bye-bye.